Hello and welcome back to the all new, all different number one comics podcast episode number 42, Bob. Can you believe it? 42 episodes of this very podcast. You got 41 more times. Go. <laughs> I think I said it twice there, actually. Um, but yes. Okay, 40 more times. Go. <laughs> go. Yes, yes. But yes, 42 episodes of this very podcast. 39 more times. Go. <laughs> the all new, all different, number one comics podcast. We are a weekly comic book review podcast where in each and every episode, we take a look at a brand new first issue comic book break down the story and art, give it somewhat of a review, and let you know if you should move on to issue number two or not. We also talk a little bit of comic and sorry, comic book and related news, and uh, as well as what's new at comic book shops this and next week. And this week we'll be taking a deep dive into the all-new number one. From Image Comics, written by Tony S. Daniel Edenwood. Yes, that is right. Edenwood, written and illustrated, actually. Yes. Another, another one of those. I that, know. This this is happening lately. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember the the last book we had on the main feed that was that was written and, and illustrated by, and I can't remember what it was, but it's not been too long. But also the last bonus episode was a uh, was a written and illustrated by a book. Which, oh, was it? Yeah, it was, it was the uh, Beneath the Trees Where Nobody Sees book, which was insane if you had Oh, yeah, I told you to pick that up. I don't know if you did. Yeah, but... actually, I did pick it up this week. <laughs> yeah, in, insane book. But yeah, uh, also also written and illustrated by. So very, very cool. Uh, either way, uh, with that being said, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And welcome back to the all-new, all-different number one comics podcast, episode number 42. Bob, let's get into some news. There's a little bit of news this week to talk about. No news better than yeah. Uh, it's, it's some news is better than no news. <laughs> Let me say that again. No news is good news. Look, there's yeah. lots and lots of news um, sayings, you know, that you could come up with. But uh, news is news. That's my trademark saying. That means absolutely nothing that I'm going to go with now. So, so on the news is news section here at the all new, all different number one comics podcast. This week, uh, Scholastic announced that they're adding a new collection for their book fairs titled Every Story, or sorry, Share Every Story, Celebrate Every Voice. And Bob, if you can guess what this is, it is uh, showcasing like banned books. So it's actually kind of cool. Scholastic's like fighting back a little oh. bit. Yeah, I can see this being obviously, you know, very controversial and stuff Kudos like that. To Scholastic. Yeah, and the schools can choose whether they want to include this or not. So it's, I mean, they can't obviously make the schools include it, but they're trying. You know, they're they're trying to say like, you know, obviously what we all, you know, once said like, I mean, keep your hands off our books. Like, yeah. you know, banning books is, yeah. is historically a very very bad thing. Nothing good ever comes out of banning books. So. So on that. <laughs> On that note, you just made me think of something. Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> no, please. I'm sure you heard about this, but did you hear about the controversy of the movie that the teacher showed to fourth graders? No, I don't know if I heard about oh, this. Oh, man. So, you know... Oh, what is it called? I can't remember the name exactly, but the... You know how um, basically all these children's fables and movies are getting made by i can't remember the company who, who's making them but into like horror remakes mm -hmm. and like very gory and bloody yeah yeah sure so apparently they um recently did a winnie the pooh 
Oh, uh, Honey when, and Blood? Honey and oh, Blood. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently, I can't remember what state it was in, but a teacher started showing it to a bunch of fourth graders. <laughs> and it got to the point, I was reading the article, where um, some, of the, some of his students were even telling him to turn it off. <laughs> this is uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> and, of course, you know... Parents definitely got up in arms mm-hmm. when they figured, when they found out about that, which, you know, in all the stuff that has been shown in schools, all the controversial stuff that teachers have taught about, read about, you know, in school, I gotta say, that's one where I might even draw the line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I guess a horror movie for a bunch of fourth graders isn't probably the Especially best. Especially based off Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, using like a beloved uh, yeah. children's character. So, so yeah, I could see that being I mean, a problem. Can you see the kid going home asking, you know, mommy, why did Tigger rip the guy's head <laughs> off and drink his blood? Oh no! Yeah, definitely. I, I could see that. <laughs> Wow. Well, that's that's interesting. Sorry, that was a side tangent. No, you're fine. Um, yeah, scholastic though. Uh, <laughs> share share every story, celebrate every voice. So so a new line that, that could possibly be coming to your school. Um, check it out. Sounds sounds cool. Uh, screw band books. Like I said, I was gonna say. I mean, it's not like we can ignore these books. I mean, they're part of history. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and you shouldn't. Um, next up, uh, Bob, a little bit of news for you. Dark okay. Horse teaming up with Lucasfilm for all uh, for for some brand new all ages yep. original graphic novels yep. that uh, titled Star Wars Hyperspace Stories, with focus on individual characters in each one. So mm-hmm. the first one being Qui Gon Jinn, mm-hmm. uh, and then we've also got a Luke Skywalker. A Leia book, a Obi Wan Kenobi, a Mace Windu, a Ray book, a General Grievous, Kylo Ren, and a Darth Vader. So, um, yeah, pretty pretty awesome. I think they're like eighty pages, something like that. They're I can't remember the exact. I, I didn't note notate the exact release date of those, but mm-hmm. I think it's coming up pretty soon. So definitely. Yeah, some. Uh, I just I just heard I just heard next year. Oh okay, yeah yeah yeah, pretty pretty early next year from from what I gather bob um here's the real question if if, how many copies am i gonna buy (laughs) oh no well we already know that i mean (laughs) a long box of each but uh if if you had to do like a deep dive for a star wars character that deserves their own original graphic novel from this lucasfilm dark horse collab there um who, who would you who would you throw into the mix um oh who would i throw in the mix um, actually, it's going to be a character that not many people know about. That's what I, yes, that's what I'm hoping. Yes, it's <laughs> going to be a character named uh, Bane, but it's it's not going to be, you know, Darth Bane. <laughs> Bane is actually a droid. Oh, okay. Like a, dro- a droid bounty hunter. I mean, he was reintroduced in uh, Dr. Aphra. I mean, he made his first appearance. I think in the one of the episodes from the 15-minute uh, Gennady Tarkovsky Clone Wars episodes. Oh, okay. Um, they did back in the early, early 2000s. Yes. So, I mean, I would 
I would just like them to flush out his backstory, you know, tell about him, um, all that. So, I mean, there's a lot of different characters, but I would probably start with him, to be honest. So not Chewbacca's, like, grandfather or anything. It's not... (laughs) No. 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 Not one that you want to see. I mean, look, he watches some really interesting stuff on TV, at least. So there's that. But... The, the last, uh, no, I'm sorry, I have a couple more pieces of news. Um, j- just two more things here, nothing that huge, but um, the 2018 Scouts Comics book Jazz Legend has been optioned, optioned for an adult animated series, optioned by uh, Rooster Teeth, mm-hmm. and this book, Bob, I here's one I've never heard of. So this is 2018. It's wow, a first issue you've from never Scout. Heard about it, I know. Ooh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Deep dive. I, I don't know what happened. Um, I I must have been uh, out of town that week. Sleep at the wheel. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I, I all I can think is a brand new first issue from an indie publisher in 2018, and I didn't pick it up. There's no way. I've got to have it in a, in a box somewhere. Right. But, yeah. Uh, this book is a psychedelic drugscape story inspired by the lives and works of jazz great Miles Davis and the father of beat literature William S. Burroughs so I I have no idea what's supposed to be happening in this book I do want to of course the the listeners can't see this but that is the cover so just wow, yeah um, that has nothing to do with that <laughs> description you just read sure yeah it really does not so basically it's basically it's Jazz meets Burning Man. <laughs> I, I guess so. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Um, I, I, I don't even know. This is uh, this was written by J.C. Uh, Lasik, I guess is, is how you say his last name, and, and art by uh, Vasco Darte is how I'm going to say that person's name. <laughs> but yeah, un- completely under my radar, so not anything I was aware of. But if you own that book, then good for you. If not, uh, maybe start hitting the dollar bins and see if you can find a copy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, my last little bit of news, Bob, uh, Marvel is coming to Magic the Gathering in 2025. So, really? Yep. Uh, huge crossover there. No word yet if Magic the Gathering, if, if, sorry, if, uh, if this will take place in the comics at all. But at the very least, there will be Magic the Gathering sets and everything with Marvel characters. So... Look forward to that in 2025. Got a got a little bit of time to to plan that out there. Uh, start your game. I don't I don't know how you play Magic the Gathering, so I'm yeah, not too sure. Uh, so, I, yeah. so I just want I just wanted to add a little bit of piece of news. Yeah, please. Just in case anybody hasn't seen it yet. So it looks like there might be some bad news on the Jonathan Majors front. Uh, bad as uh, King the Conqueror. So apparently his uh, legal troubles have hit a snafu. Um, the motion to get the charges dismissed was denied Ugh. by the presiding judge. So it's it's not looking good for Jonathan Majors going forward in the MCU, which is definitely going to throw him a monkey wrench into the works because... He was supposed to be, you know, the main baddie for the next Avengers films. And yeah. Such. So, but again, it, it deals with a character who's a time traveler. So, I mean, they could definitely 
you know, do workarounds on oh, it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, th there's there's a way to make that work. That's oh, for yeah. sure. <laughs> ah, well, well, that's disappointing to hear. Yeah. Um, I was, I, I don't know, whenever those kind of allegations or, or whatever come out, it's it's not like, it, it puts you in a weird place because if you like the actor or you like the, the person or whatever, mm -hmm. um, you know, you kind of just hope that somebody made it all up or something. I mean, I guess that's the best you can hope for, but... Yeah, Except that, for Ezra Miller. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I think at this point doesn't seem like that's that's the case. Uh, and, and yeah. Looks well, like, I'm, I'm still holding out hope myself that, you know, all this goes away. A lot of it was more fabricated than people knew about. Mm -hmm. And there's a uh, resolution to this. But considering how often, you know, Marvel makes movies, yes. this just doesn't. Yeah, completely agreed. Um, that that sucks to hear. Uh, another thing that I want to discuss in the news section, I, I just thought about it. Um, I, I meant to put this in my notes here, but I didn't. And it's it's not much news, really, just maybe more to discuss amongst the two of us or whatever. But uh, the, of course, uh, the Marvels film is, is tracking like really really low. There's a lot of, of bad you know press about the Marvels right now out there, and and. Sadly, uh, just a lot. I think we've touched on this before, but a lot of people saying that they're skipping it for whatever reason. Um, I can't imagine why you would want to, you know, skip a skip a movie. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I, you know, for something that you're interested in, but but whatever. People have their own reasons to do things, I guess. But um, also, you know, kind of disappointing to hear. I'm actually really looking forward to this one. I really, really like Iman Vellani. Like. I, I really like Brie Larson a lot. Um, so so that's two actors in this movie that I really, really love. And, and I love the Miss Marvel stuff. So I will definitely be going to see it. Um, I, I can't wait for it. I'm really stoked about it. But yeah, it just looks like it's tracking so low. Um, and, and and I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm, I've, you know, and I hate to go down this road or mm -hmm. even to put a foot down this road. Because it's it's such a slippery slope, and I just don't like talking about this. But there, in a lot of movies we've seen lately, there might be a I don't want to say gender specific reason why mm -hmm. it's getting a little bit of it's getting a little bit of hate. But. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, of course, famously, you know, a lot of a lot of that uh, that kind of person or whatever vocal, right, right, you know, right. people out there who don't like Brie Larson because she's you know a feminist and, and whatever. Uh, well, so. that, well, that that's one reason, but I'm not sure. I'm not even gonna go down yeah, that yeah, road. No, I'm no, not no even gonna talk about that. St I'm not even gonna lead. The, I'm not even gonna um, lead that to go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, just just sucks to hear. I, I hope it's a really good movie, and I hope that uh, that you know the people that do go to see it really love it, and and then it gets like good buzz and and, and whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. Because I can tell you one thing, Bob, um, it's gonna be way better than Killers of the Flower Moon. I already know that. So. <laughs> way better <laughs> just like uh taylor swift's uh, movie is is slaughtering uh, the martin scorsese movie that's in in theater so um and will continue to so thank you taylor swift for that much appreciated <laughs> well 
With that being said, we're gonna take a quick break and we will return in a moment. And welcome back to episode number 42 of the all new, all different number one comics podcast. Bob, let's talk about some new books on shelves or in the case of our store tables uh, <laughs> this week. I mean, they're going to get on shelves eventually. Yeah, sure. Shelves, tables, boxes. I don't know. What, how do how do other comic book shops display their oh, that, that That would suck. If... Oh, yeah. Flipping through a box. Yeah. Oh, it would. Yeah, that wouldn't be any fun hey. To get your new comics, you gotta flip through a box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we've we've got some new books out this week. Uh, some new books to talk about. Uh, not look. I'll say this: my pool was huge this week. It was like forty plus books. Whew. I usually, I I think whenever I average it out, I average thirty two. Um, so this was well above average, and. You know, throw a couple of incentives in there as well. This was a pretty mm-hmm. big be- a week for me. But as far as like notable books, there's not like a whole lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot happened this week, uh, at least that we know of yet. I've only read uh, one of the books that I picked up so far. So, so that's yet to be seen. But with that being said, you still got time. Uh, email, call your local comic book shop, get out there, whatever, if any of these sound appealing. Mail a to you. letter. Yeah, please. I'm sure. I, I, I actually, I'm, I'm a hundred percent positive. Your local comic book shop provider, how do you say that word? Uh, provider? No, come on. Pur- Purveyor? Nah, there's another word that starts with a P. Pariot, proprietor? Proprietor. There we go. There we go. We're making words happen here on the podcast. Proprietor. Your local comic book shop. You didn't shop. know we were also <laughs> a language podcast. Well, Bob's the teacher, I'm the student, but yeah. Uh, your local comic book shop proprietor would love to uh, get these into your pool box if you hit them up, I'm sure. Uh, but for Marvel Comics, we have Amazing Spider-Man, issue number 36, of course. And this current run of Amazing Spider-Man, this Zeb Wells written Amazing Spider-Man. And uh, this one has a first appearance in it, Bob. Not a possible first appearance? No, it's it's a solid first appearance of the re uh, Bob Repossessor. Is that, is that who the that is? Repossessor. Is, is that, is, am I, do I have that oh correct? Oh my God, the Repossessor. The Repossessor. <laughs> Are we going back to the 90s here? Yeah, um, so I don't know. I mean, I, something's getting repossessed here, Bob, and I don't know what it is. You know, uh, j- just fun fact before you go on. Yes. So, I've mentioned on the podcast before that I'm a professional wrestling fan. Yes. I've, I've been since I was four years old. So, <laughs> long time. Yes. But there was actually a um, character, uh, I, you know, gimmick, because at one time everybody in the <laughs> professional wrestling industry, mm-hmm. especially the WWE, had a profession. Yes, yes. But there was actually a uh, wrestler. Uh, named the Repo Man. Oh wow! And he would go around, go around and repossess items. I like that. That's kind of fun, though. Uh, you know, I I don't know like how uh, with all the lore of like the the WWE and and, and what was the other one? WWF uh, from from when we were no, like, it's the same thing. Oh, it's the same thing. Okay, well there, there was like two, right? Oh, okay, yeah, when we were kids. Um, yeah, with all like the lore and everything, all that, and all those characters and everything, how they just don't have like a shared universe comic book, like where it's got, it would just be so fun. Like, why not? You got 
all those all those cool you know Undertaker, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, Hulk Hogan, like all these just fun. Well, characters. now uh, now WCW is basically well WCW is WWE because mm-hmm. they got bought out. Oh, okay. In the early two thousands, they just changed one of the letters. So. Uh, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see that. Uh, that that Ric Flair uh, book from a, what, like a half a year ago or something was really cool that, mm-hmm. that came out. Um, e- either way, <laughs> next up, we've got Captain Marvel, number one, new volume of Captain Marvel, the first appearance of The Omen, a herald of the undone, and the first appearance of Yana Yang, a thief in possession of Negabands. So, yeah, definitely... Uh, Few first appearances there. Definitely check that out. Those mega bands get around, don't they? They sure as hell do, and uh, they're a good thing to have. So you know, if you can get mega bands, get them. Um, Next up from Erica Schultz, uh, really really cool, amazing writer who we talked to here on the podcast just a little while back, and she talked about this book coming out as well. This is uh, one shot, uh, Hallow's Eve, the Big Night. Bob, the cool thing about this one is Hallow's Eve had been utilizing like you know these different masks like mummy werewolf you know dracula a witch things like that <clears throat> but now she's got some like uh avenger specific masks coming up um in, in this title here uh really cool and this is a halloween themed book on the cover there she's got a thanos mask so god only knows what that could do so uh very very cool definitely want to pick that up if you have not uh, also for Marvel, we've got Marvel Zombies Black, White, and Blood, number one, a four-issue limited series featuring an anthology of stories. Uh, Garth Ennis writing Daredevil, so wow, pick that up. Uh, Spi- that ought to be some uh, dark <laughs> Daredevil right there. Sure as hell will. Jeez, I can only imagine. Um, we've also got Spider-Man fighting against the zombie family and Kunshu uh, defending Mark Spector during the apocalypse. So, wow. Uh, very awesome. I picked up a really, really rad cover that I'm going to have to pull out and show you in a little bit, Bob, whenever I can get over there to my stack of, of books. But, yeah, just uh, some, some cool stuff from coming out from Marvel this week. From Ablaze Comics, yeah, that's right, Ablaze, not a publisher that you hear a lot about. No. They released The Prism this week. This uh, is a mega corporation on the planet, uh, finances, uh, sorry, yes, uh, finances a project to combat noise pollution, by sending a musical supergroup into space to produce sounds able to push back the threat and save the planet. <laughs> so, huh. a pretty crazy high concept uh, book there. So, is it Lemmy in Space? I guess so. Um, the the cover that I got was an homage to Metallica's Ride the Lightning album. So, huh. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty crazy stuff. Pretty cool. Uh, from Image, we got Universal Monsters Dracula number one. Bob, I am so, so excited about this book. Disappointed I didn't pick one up. You didn't pick one up. I I, I honestly forgot about it. Jeez, yeah, I'm I'm really excited. This is the creative team of Department of Truth. So James Tinney and the Fourth and Martin Simmons, um, taking on like kind of like untold tales of of Dracula here, uh, part of the Universal Monsters thing, and and they're going to be doing uh, Universal Monsters over at uh, Skybound slash Image. You know, different Universal Monsters. So really excited about that. Really, really cool. This one also got a one per store that I was talking to you about off air a little bit ago. Uh, really, really great cover on that. Uh, really, really excited there. We also got a book called, uh, I believe it's Paladin of Axes. I don't know exactly how you say that word. So uh, Paladin. Paladin. Okay, Paladin of Axes. Uh, and this is a one-shot written by uh, Jerry Dugan. 
and it's uh, the world's biggest rock band. Again, a theme this week with like rock bands and comic books. The world's biggest rock band and their guitar and their guitar tech were killed in a plane crash, which is unexpectedly just the beginning of their bad times. So that's not good sounding. <laughs> After you're killed, uh, it, it gets worse, I guess. For... So basically, do they have to fight their way through the uh, nine circles? I was going to say uh, that that would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so be an interesting concept. Absolutely. It'd be very cool. Uh, rock rock band, uh, Nine Circles. Metallica no. meets Dante's Inferno. <laughs> I like it. Very, very cool. Uh, next up from Boom Comics, uh, Boom Studios, we got Slow Burn, issue number one. Uh, fleeting a botched robbery in New York City, a group of crim- criminals must find refuge in a coal mining ghost town that seems to be the perfect place to lay low. Or is it? Dun, dun, dun. Exactly. Almost starting. I mean, I'm sure it has a different, it takes a different left turn, but it's reminding me of a uh, Twilight Zone episode called um, the Rip Van Winkle Caper. I don't know if you've ever seen that episode. One of the, I, I think every time I hear people talk about it, they're like, ah, it's so predictable, whatever. Like when I saw this thing, it blew my freaking mind. I was like, I did not <laughs> see that twist coming at all. It blew me away. Bob, if you only watch one episode of the Twilight Zone, don't make it that one. But if you if you feel like watching some good, fun Twilight Zone episodes, go check that one out. It's pretty crazy. Pretty cool episode. But uh, yeah, I thought I'd shout that out. From DC Comics, we got Alan Scott, The Green Lantern, number one. Uh, what do we know about Alan Scott? Well, we are not uh, too huge into DC uh mythology and lore and history he, he was the green lantern without becoming your green lantern yeah the early days of of green lantern right like wasn't he like a he's got a weakness to to wood okay uh interesting yeah um i don't know uh, check it out i guess if you want to know more about the history of alan scott green lantern i know he's become an honorary green lantern so. oh okay well good good for him uh we also have Amazon's Attack number one, a series premiere featuring a team led by Nubia with Wonder Girl and who knows what the other name is, Fukura the second. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is spinning out of the uh, this latest volume of Wonder Woman yeah. that Dan and I reviewed on the podcast. Right, which issue number two dropped this week. Uh, I picked that up today. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Definitely wanted to uh, check that out and see where that was going. Uh, from Dark Horse Comics, we got Drive Like Hell, number one. Um, and uh, this one is a criminal's girlfriend is killed while on the run after one last job, but she didn't want to stay dead, which sends the couple to battle otherworldly things. <laughs> I don't know. Very interesting concept. Yes, yes, exactly. Some very interesting concepts this week. I'll, exactly. I'll give it that. Uh, we also got uh, an, and maybe less interesting concept, or maybe more, I don't know, or whatever. Uh, we got Giant Robot Hellboy. Did you see this one? I, of course I heard about it because <laughs> it was on uh, the solicits for this past week, yeah, but sure. I have no idea what it's about. It's got a great, great cover. I'll give it that. But a massive uh, mecha Hellboy is on a mission uh, mysteri- for mysterious faraway islands. But the island might just put up a fight of its own, as it says. So uh, 
<laughs> the giant robot Hellboy might be fighting an island there. So, so is it actually Hellboy in the suit? Uh, I don't think he's in the suit, but man, I really love that cover. I didn't see a copy at our local shop, so I, I didn't pick one up, but yeah. Okay, I, I, really I, I, know, I, I know the audience can't see it, <laughs> but just picture Hellboy and the Iron Giant mixed together. Yeah, exactly. And the cool thing is, I don't know, it looks like he's still got that one giant arm, but he's got like, I don't know, he looks, he looks cool. I like it. Yeah, he does. I like this uh, depiction huh. of, of Hellboy as a giant very, robot. Very, very cool looking design. Yeah, pretty awesome. Definitely one to pick up. Um, from IDW, we got Dark Spaces Dungeon. So, you know, these Dark Spaces uh, books that have been coming out from IDW. This one, a family moves from the city to upstate New York, but rural life is shattered after the discovery of a dungeon underneath their land and a mistake. And the mystery of who was responsible for the torture devices and threatening messages inscribed on the wall. So, oh. Yeah, a little, little scary sounding there. Um, you know, that kind of reminds me about, I don't know if you ever watched uh, the Hulu series, what was it, Castle Rock? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Based the on Stephen uh, King the Stephen yeah, King's yeah. works. Stephen where, King connected. Right. Series. Where, um, uh, which Skarsgård was it? Um, oh, um. Uh, Wow! Yeah, the one who the one who played Pennywise uh, was that Alexander? Yeah, yeah. Where he was kept in where he was kept in, you know, a cage deep underground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it it, it kind of reminded me of that in the moment. Oh, yeah, yeah, very cool. Uh, from Distillery, that's right, the new publisher Distillery. Uh, oh, yeah, they've only got I think I believe this is the second thing that they've put out. I'm gonna go with. Uh, this is gone number one. This is this is a book by Jock. The solicit reads, attempting to escape a life of poverty and slave labor, a 13-year-old girl stow, uh, stows away on a colossal luxury space liner for a chance at a better life. But after she's betrayed by her friends, she must evade the ship's deadly crew to stay alive. So, yeah, some, some really cool artwork Sounds on Sounds like she needs to get new friends. <laughs> yeah, after that, definitely needs to get some new friends. Uh, that's actually the book right there, Bob. I didn't mean to pull it out, but that's uh, it's Peach Momoko variant cover. Oh, so it's, a, so it's an oversized issue? Oh, yeah, all, all the distillery books are that large. They're like magazine <sighs> format. So Ow. Yeah. Uh, kind of sucks, if, if I'm being honest. You know, I want normal-sized comics. I don't want to have to put them in a special box or well, whatever. Well, yeah, I was going to say, you got to get a specialized box yeah. just for just for that. Yeah, so not not super stoked about at that. At least you but. can get a bag. At least you can get bags and boards for them. Exactly, um, and also you know the cover price probably scares quite a few people away. They're like uh, eight ninety nine, I think, or something like that. So, yeah, uh, who knows? That's that's just what they're doing. That's Distillery's uh, model there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so next up from Scout Comics, uh, we have Howie the Hellhound number one. A hellhound named Howie escapes the pits of hell and settles down with a human in New York City. Bob, what is going on? Every one of these stories is taking place in New York. Interesting. Um, But when hell's forces rise to take back what's theirs, the pair must find a way to come out the other side and earn a fresh start at the life they both crave. So I was excited about this one. I picked this one up. Actually, I spoke to uh, the writer, uh, Jared 
Prestwidge uh, a little while back. And there was some scheduling conflict, so we couldn't get him on the show before the book came out. But really, really cool guy. I'm really excited to read this book. I definitely wanted to support it, mm -hmm. um, you know, after talking to him and everything. So I definitely picked up my copy. And now the last book that I want to talk about, I do have here in my hands. So I don't know if you remember the episode I had Jake, uh, and now I have a hard time pronouncing his last name. Uh, Tecto. Tecto? I don't know. I'll, I'll say it wrong. But... Um, but yeah, I had him on a while back. He's also a uh, writer and illustrator of this book here. And Bob, I'm just going to open this up for you so you can check it out. Sorry for you know everybody listening. Can't check out the art on this one. But uh, yeah, he, he wrote and illustrated this book. Uh, such a cool, cool book. It's called Mare Hollow, The Shoemaker. I like the cover already. Oh yeah, the cover's amazing. Um, but all the art's amazing. It's really cool stuff, really original um, I really like it a lot, and I'm really excited to read it. He was so cool when we had him on the show a while back. Talked to him about this book, and, and he just you know plugged it and told us all about what was going on in this book and where it came from and everything. And it's just a, a cool, like interesting, interesting book that I'm really excited okay, to check I, out. Okay, so. I, I got to say, it's giving me quasi-Fallout vibes. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, yeah, the game. the the, the uh, one character. He almost looks like the uh, what is it? The Pit Boy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He he almost he almost looks like that. So it it it's it's got that kind of art style going on. Yeah, this one's this one's just cool. I'm very excited to read this. This is at the top of my my list. Of course, I you know had my obligations today and had to read the book for the podcast. But mm -hmm. uh, right after that, that will be my next book that I that I read today. So very excited to check out Mare Hollow, The Shoemaker. Um, make sure that you guys check that out in your local comic book shops. Uh, support Jake because he's got some really cool stuff going on. If you check out his Instagram and stuff, you see how uh, cool this guy's artwork is and everything and his unique perspective on storytelling. But yes, please check that out. Make sure you guys uh, add that to your pool so you your local comic shop gets in the subsequent issues and everything. With that being said, we're going to take a quick break and we will return in a moment to talk about Edenwood. And we are back with the all new, all different number one comics podcast episode number 42. Bob, we are going to talk about Edenwood. It is the new book from uh, Tony S. Daniel. Mm-hmm. On Image Comics, uh, let's let's talk about Tony S. Daniel for a second. Uh, the reason that we're only going to talk about Tony S. Daniel here is he is the writer and illustrator. There's a separate colorist. We don't usually go too much into the colors or letters. We know they play a huge role in the books and everything, but uh, it's usually just the writers and artists that we kind of showcase for, for whenever we talk about the deep dives into the people there, just because, you know, colorists and letters do an awful lot of work and it would be a huge right. task to go through, you know, everything they've done. But uh, speaking of doing an awful lot of work and a huge task, Tony S. Daniel, of course, has been around for a minute. Uh, Tony S. Daniel has written on a uh, Batman for, <laughs> A lot, a lot of issues. I, I think, what, probably like over 100 issues or something. It's like got to be over yeah. 100. Uh, lots and lots of Batman. So you've definitely read Tony S. Daniel if you've read <laughs> Batman. <laughs> if you don't think you have, you you're have. a DC fan, you have. <laughs> yeah, you definitely have. Uh, also, Teen Titans, a pretty big run on Teen Titans there from uh, 
from from the vo- what volume was that? Uh, the third volume? I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, second, third. Yeah, something, something like that. Yeah. Whatever. The one that was like started in 03. So what's that? New Fifty Two territory. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Second, I guess. Uh, uh, his his you know big to me. Um, not being the hugest Batman fan. Not that I hate Batman, but you know. Uh, I'd rather read other stuff. But you hate that man. <laughs> no, no, God, I don't hate. Um, is is Noctera? Noctera is my favorite Tony S. Daniel book that I can think of. It's such a cool book about, you know, uh, the the world uh, plunging into this everlasting nighttime and all the beings that inhabit it and and all of that and ways to stay alive and everything. Really. Really cool, cool book. If you've not checked that out, I love that book. It's, it's amazing. Um, also worked on Deathstroke, on X Force, on Detective. Uh, had a book from Image called The Tenth for for a little while in the late '90s. There, uh, just some some really cool stuff from Tony S. Daniel. Uh, Superman, Wonder Woman, um, Justice League. Wrote on Spawn a little bit, or sorry, maybe maybe didn't write on Spawn. I don't know if he wrote on Spawn or. Sorry, he, he penciled on Spawn, so yeah. I guess I should uh, get my facts straight before I speak. But uh, if you remember that book, Damage, from, from DC from a, a few years back, the Damage, the, the Incredible Hulk, uh, Jason. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he penciled that as well. So just hmm. a, an amazing artist, really cool writer, Tony S. Daniel, doing, doing God's work out there in, in, in comic book land. So... Really, really cool creator. Uh, how about I read the solicit, the very long solicit from Image. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, excuse me while I stumble on some of these words. An eons-long series of multiverse wars between demons and witches has found Earth as its latest and final battleground. The battle pits Necronemia, I don't know, the ever-expanding demonic land that supplanted the Midwest 20 years ago against Edenwood, the witchcraft-controlled land that acts as a barrier against the war zone and the rest of the U.S. Ryan. A... Sorry. Uh, that sentence makes no sense. Sorry. Oh, it, it does make <laughs> the sense. The rest of the U.S. It's, period. Yes, it's the capitalization that throws me off. Sorry, <clears throat> sorry. And the rest of the U.S., Rion, a young demon hunter, is thrust into the role of hero and leader after defeating a magical demon called a gatherer, a transient demon with the power to cross any barrier or any dimension. Summoned by the Witch War Council, Rion must assemble an elite team of demon hunters tasked with annihilating a list of targets within the demon-controlled lands. The men and women he select happen to be the most famous and most revered demon hunters of all time, dating back to the 1700s. So this is just a huge, huge concept here. Uh, and the way it's played out in this book is also huge in scope and, and everything else. So very in, intense. Uh, I, I'm going to go over my, uh, I don't know, my, what do I call these things, Bob? My synopsis. synopsis. There we go. I, I sometimes. Well, sometimes you know, saying solicitation and the synopsis, they both start with an S, Bob. So I get messed up. Uh, what yeah. can I say? Uh, Point taken. Words need to be far apart in the alphabet for me to get them right. Is, is all I can say. 
Uh, Edenwood opens with its uh, group of kids in William Bay, which is one mile from the Edenwood barrier, as they search for Adelia's dog. As sorry, and they split up and and search. We meet Adelia's boyfriend Rion, and Adelia finds her dog with no flesh left on its bones. The kids are in the middle of a battleground as they search for one another. Rion then wanders into a scene of battle and is attacked by a demon. But a demon hunter swoops in and saves him. Rion stays with the demon hunter for protection and we flash forward three years. Keeping his promise to Rion, the demon hunter finds Adelia and returns her home. Only for her to turn out to be a demon in disguise as they battle. Adelia's brother, Aleas then shoots the demon hunter who he calls a gatherer as they inspect his body and take a book that he has and they notice that he's still alive and then it's revealed that he is rion it is revealed to be rion there uh with with a i don't know who's losing an eye he hasn't totally lost it yet but I mean, it's close enough. It's pretty gone, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it works. Uh, if, if a cat batted at it, it would fall <laughs> off in a heartbeat. Oh, no, that's a horrifying uh, visual. Yeah, there. Well. Uh, wow. Uh, Bob, let's get into this thing. There's a lot to unpack here. Uh, let's talk about the story. It's pretty dense with story. Uh, <clears throat> so how about the beats, then? This one, I don't know, it kind of, you know, it, 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 it takes place... Uh, in, in the middle of a war with, I mean, when I first read it, I was kind of thinking these are like kids, you know, I mean, they're not really kids, I guess they're like teenagers or something, but like, you know, kind of playing in the woods, obviously something big happened. There's a war going on or whatever, but, but they're out there mm. and then they stumble into, to what happens. But I don't know. I don't know if it's so much that it's just kind of like a different world here juxtaposed with our world i don't know it's it's yeah it's very odd uh but but yeah it goes from that then it flashes forward to three years and then we see that uh one of them has become this uh demon hunter this gatherer uh it's revealed there on the on the final panel well i'm saying it's weird because it goes from the original demon hunter mm-hmm. to you know, a few years later, where Rian's the demon hunter, and yep. I mean, I mean, no explanation, no anything. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's gonna fill those in later. Like, if if you've read Tony S. Daniel before, like that's kind of what he does. Like he's very mm. cinematic about it, you know. Mm. Uh, so it's it's all gonna be filled in, but you have to be in, you have to buckle in for the long ride. Like you're not gonna read like one or two issues and know what's going on. You've gotta follow the thing through. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I don't know. The, the beats are, are weird. They're, they're unique, but it, it definitely reminds me of, of a Tony Daniel book. Uh, it's got, you know, if you've read Noctera, if you've read even, I mean, it's kind of, I wouldn't say similar, but it's got like, you know, that kind of same vibe that his Batman stuff has. Uh, I, I don't know. I, it's weird. It works. Um, I will say I, I'll I'll just be upfront, you know, right off the bat. I didn't really enjoy this the first time I read it. I didn't hate it, um, mm-hmm. but it just seemed like a very stereotypical image comic to me. Uh, 
where the concept is there, the execu- execution wasn't quite there, whatever. But once I read it the second time and I really knew what was going on, I, I, I loved it. Um, I liked it a lot more on that second read. Uh, but yeah, it in the blocking and the and the beads in the narrative, it kind of stumbles a little bit well, if you're not used to this. And you know what what slowed what um you know stopped the beat so to speak mm-hmm. for me was the all the what was it the letters the yeah. written <laughs> letters yep that I mean it was it was kind of like okay you go from that story to you know having all this exposition and it, it's kind of like I was like hey this kind of slows it down it does slow it down I I mean it's needed because how else do you explain all of this uh, there's already in my opinion like enough dialogue in this book so I didn't want more but um, this I would think you know for for Tony Daniel high concept you know big concept here and everything I think that this would have been better off as like a double-sized first issue right really pack it in and then have it like on some kind of cliffhanger or mm-hmm. something they're gonna I mean obviously the next issue they're gonna be spending time explaining why you're uh, Rian is uh, is the gatherer here. Um, you know why he became that and what happened and everything. I, I would imagine. It looks like that's where they're going. Or they could completely, you know, uh, set loose some other threads and then ignore that and come back around to it. Uh, who knows? But well, I'm I'm kind of hoping that um I'm kind of hoping that this is kind of like a um you know Sirens of the City esque mm-hmm. where the first issue it was just packed with. Much more than it needed. Yeah, lots and but lots of setup. Then, you know, the second issue starts, you know, focusing on stuff, and yeah. then, you know, the rest of the series it starts explaining stuff without, you know, being jam packed. I'm hoping it's that kind of situation. Sure. Um. And and I will say I've said this before on the podcast. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of saying this because I feel like it's. I feel like this can be said about a lot of things. You should never need a second viewing of a movie, a second listen of a song, a second, you know, something to appreciate something. Right. But at least for me, this warrants that, like 100%. This was, I wasn't the hugest fan of it, and then I went back and reread it, and I loved it. So that doesn't usually happen for me. Usually Mm -hmm. I might be on the fence, and then a second read, like, helps me understand more of the world or whatever, and I like it a little more... This was like polar opposites. I really kind of didn't like it, then I loved it, um, is, is what I'll say. It, mm-hmm. it really helped me understand what was going on. There was really, it, it was too densely packed for one reading for me. I, I think probably because I don't absorb the whole thing on like a first reading. Like I'm really focused right. on, on the dialogue, on the narrative of the story. Uh, I'm not looking into every like little nook and cranny on the art and everything on a first viewing of a comic. Uh, and, and then... You know, as I pull back that second time and I can appreciate the thing for what it is, uh, mm-hmm. I kind of break into it a little bit more. But, but yeah, um, I, I would say, you know, this is definitely worth a second read, in, in my opinion. Um, so the narrative, uh, again, it's going to, we kind of explain the narrative of this book already. It's, it's told in that, in that perspective of, of the group. It's, it's, I don't know, it shifts from character to character at the right. beginning. And then we kind of follow uh, Rion and this gatherer, and then Rion becomes the gatherer as he 
gets Adelia's, uh, you know, what he thinks is Adelia's body and returns it home and everything. Um, I think the narrative of this really, really works very well. I think that this is something that uh, Tony S. Daniel is very good at, narratively, you know, uh, telling a story in a comic. Um, I think that it works very well with the art. Of course, him being the uh, artist and writer here, I, I would hope so. But, uh, but yeah, um, I I really appreciate this narrative. Now, with that being said, there's a lot of setup here because they've got to talk about the war. You have to understand enough about the war, um, to to be able to get into it. But really, I mean, in all honesty, the solicit that I just read explains more about the war than the book does. It, yeah. We don't really know about the factions of, you know, demons and witches and stuff like that. It's not, I mean, it's loosely said in here, but we're not getting any that, yeah, explanation. Like we know some of the, we know a, a few of the main players, but yes. we don't know all the main players. Now, kind of what I'm excited about here, and this, you know, trails off from the narrative for a second, but if we're seeing like the demon side of things right here and we're hearing about this, like, I'm really kind of excited to see the witch side of this. You know, once we see, I, I believe the witches are the Edenwood and, uh, or something, I don't know. But uh, the witches, you know, part of this battle. I, I don't feel like we've really seen them. No. Um, and I think that that will be really cool. Uh, again, Tony S. Daniel, really good at illustrating, you know, these kinds of uh, beings and characters and stuff. So, so yeah, I'm excited about that. Uh, how about the dialogue, Bob? What did you think about the voices of these characters. We have Adelia, we have Rion, we have uh, Elias, we have the Gatherer. Um, we have a whole bunch of other characters that I didn't really catch the names of. Mm -hmm. uh, did you feel like their voices worked um, for, for who they were, for the, I don't know. I mean, uh, again, it's kind of like a group of kids off in the woods really mm -hmm. is kind of how it starts. Uh, did you get that feel from them? Um, yeah, I did. They were, I mean, I yeah, I got the feel of... Uh... Like almost the kids from uh, Stand By Me. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Like it's this kind of group of kids that stick together, almost like uh, like when we were reading The Coal too. You know, you got right. the, the group of kids. They sound like kids working together or whatever. But the thing I like about this is like I feel that Tony S. Daniel kind of shifts their voices to while they're kids playing out in the woods because they have like, you know, little capes tied on and stuff. One of them's reading a comic book and stuff like that. There's still kids who have been through some shit, you know, so they have to take it a little bit more seriously than just going out to the woods and playing. Mm. Um, they talk in one part about how they like how the sky lights up whenever the battles and stuff are going on. They're mm. just like a mile away from them and everything. Just uh, pretty cool. Again, like really cool perspective. I, I really like it a lot. I, I appreciate the uh, dialogue in this, and I think that it works very well. None of it's pretentious, which I was kind of scared of whenever you get into really high concepts. Sometimes you can... Yeah, kind of uh, treat your readers as stupid or something. Yeah, you know? like like dumb, like dumbing down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there wasn't any of that. Uh, I was really able to understand and comprehend all of this, mm -hmm. uh, and 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 I thought it was really good. So, what about the world building? This is I, I'm 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 just gonna say yeah, the world building 100 percent a plus. Uh, this is a whole built up world that takes place like in our world, but not. Uh, I, I like it a lot. I think that this is yeah, a cool to, world. Uh, I mean, to me, it creates a, uh, a big world. Yeah. 
in not a big world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I could see where somebody you know who hasn't read the book yet that probably won't make much sense to them. But yeah, definitely, I, I agree with you. It's 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 a big world, big concept, but it's it's very localized too. Uh, it, it works works in both ways. But yeah, very very interesting. Uh, really really cool world building. So how about the art then? Again, we're we're kind of grading Tony S. Daniel on all all things here. This is really his project, other than you know the colors, which were uh, we can credit those to J. David Ramos, um, and then the letters are by Nathan Kemp. Um, but yeah, the uh, the character designs. I'm I'm gonna go with I don't A plus plus. You know the character designs are very very yeah. good here. I really love them. They look wonderful. The the kids, the the human characters look great. The gatherer looks metal and awesome. The demons look insane. Uh, Tony S. Daniel can really do some demonic, crazy looking stuff. Mm-hmm. I I love every character in this thing. I love the way they're depicted. I think that they all look. I mean, they all look pretty metal. It looks pretty awesome. I don't know about you, but the. Uh... Demon Hunter, the original, actually looks like uh, Guy Fox. You know <laughs> yeah, the Guy Fox mask? Yep, uh-huh. V, yeah. for, v for Vendetta. He's got that pencil-thin mustache yep. that kind of curves, yep. and then he's got that little soul patch underneath. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah yep. exactly. That's exact. That's right when I saw the design, I'm like, is he going V for Vendetta? <laughs> <laughs> and now you guys can't see Bob, but Bob actually has the same facial hair. He's got that pencil-thin mustache and the little soul patch. So. Oh, I wish I <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could pull off that. I wish I could get my must. I, I I actually had a friend who could get his mustache to do that, and it's wow. like that's a lot of product and tweezing to do. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, uh, but but yeah, very cool character design here. I think the characters work really well. I'm gonna say the same thing for the backgrounds. The backgrounds are, dude, they're packed in. There's there's no uh, detail left off here. I mean, you know the you know the only requirement I had. For, yeah, you know. <laughs> Good backgrounds. Yeah. Detail, detail, detail. And and these backgrounds are beautiful. You know, yeah. they're they're out in the woods. There's lots yeah. of uh, wooded stuff going on. Whenever we get to the the kind of battlefield area that uh, oh, what's his name, um, Rion goes to the kind of snowy area with the with the soldier. Mm-hmm. Uh, that looks amazing. It's it's you know dusky. It's uh it's snowy. It's fire explosions everywhere, and there's just blood all over the place and these these trees i i love the way these trees look they almost look like overgrown like vines you know bare all over the place and yeah there's the mountains and everything just the the backgrounds look fantastic mm-hmm. look very very wonderful uh the locations um i i feel like i you know <laughs> it it pretty much there just, honestly aren't a whole lot of locations yeah there's really not um it it just kind of yeah it in, in this first issue, there's not. I think that we'll explore this world a lot more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, this one's just it's pretty centralized here in, in the locations. And then last up, sorry, my dog, you know, has to make sure that they can get on the podcast <laughs> and uh, cough or whatever's going on. Shout out to the dogs. Yes. Uh, <laughs> always for an appearance. Um, But, yeah, the last thing, the, the colors, again, here by uh, – who did I say that? Ray uh, – no, sorry, J. David Ramos – the colors are, are perfect. It's a perfect. Uh, well, uh, yeah, especially going between. I guess you could say the two worlds. Yeah. You know the um, real world and 
I guess um, do they call do they call the other world the Edenwood? Because they talk about the Edenwood expanding. Well, there's Edenwood, and then there's God. I I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have to find it here. But yes, there is another Necronema. Is that Necronemia? Is that the other one that's labeled? Here I believe so. Okay. I believe so. Yeah. Um, I, I want I want to say it's Necronemia. Yeah. Just. Uh, okay. Yeah. This is just saying the same thing. Edenwood. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the the colors they pop. They they work very very well. Yeah. I you know I like the um, I like the contrasting colors from the um, beginning after we get outside mm -hmm. you know um, the Edenwood or whatever they're calling it we get those nice vibrant you know colors we get the um, blue of the ocean we get the uh, brown of the sand and I mean the characters are vibrant and whatnot as opposed to you know like when Rion's in the Edenwood or whatnot mm -hmm. I mean you get like more muted you know like Blacks, grays, you know, whites. Definitely. So, just like shadowy colors. I mean, you get the, of course, you get the red when the demon exposes themselves. <laughs> yeah, and that's intense. Yeah. So, I, I, I do. I enjoy the contrasting colors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, uh, you know, that'll, that'll, of course, bring us to, you know, what we thought about the book. Uh, I, I've already said that I love the book, so... So it's, yeah, it's a definite from me. I, I like it a lot. I'm adding it to my pool. I'll be checking out every single issue uh, and, unless it turns into something like what's the furthest place from here. But uh, but I, I don't see that happening, not with Tony S. Daniel behind the wheel. But, um, you know, Bob, surprise them. Say whatever you got to say. Uh, is this You recommend this to the listeners. Will you be picking up issue two? What do you think? I, I've read Tony S. Daniel. I'm not greatly familiar with him just mm -hmm. because you know i haven't read a lot of dc stuff yep and for me while you know i can say wholeheartedly at least again personally to me this isn't what i would call you know a slam dunk mm -hmm. first issue the, to me this isn't a perfect first issue yep but to me it does lead leave enough for me to go okay i want to continue reading this you know see what happens see where this is going you know what the you know see who the players are you know explore this world all that so i believe i will go on issue number two well then there you go i mean you got it for me and bob will both uh be picking up issue number two with though i will i will add a caveat of you know, some people will read this and think, "Oh, it's great." Yep. Some people, I can see some people reading this and think, eh, "This, this isn't for me." Mm -hmm. Yeah, completely agreed. I mean, anytime you get into indie stuff, uh, creator-owned stuff, even even if we're at a bigger publisher like Image, you know, you have to think a lot of people. A lot of people, you know, read comics because they like superhero stories. Right. Uh, a lot of people are used to what's going on in Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, stuff like that, right. the Avengers, whatever. Sometimes whenever you dive into these pockets of non-superhero universes, it can turn people off or it might mm -hmm. not be for them. Mm -hmm. um, this is definitely not going to be anything like any of those books. So um, if, you're, if you're more used to like the independent side of things like I am, you might really dig this. 
If you're not, this might not be for you. Right. Uh, it, it, it is going to be one of those books who isn't that is not for everybody. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Which, I mean, that's fine. There's a lot of that in comics. Yes. Yeah, and there should be. Um, there's something out there for everybody. Right. This might not be the book for you. It's definitely the book for me. I love this a lot. I think it brings in a lot of cool fantasy elements and, and sci-fi elements and mm -hmm. stuff like that that I really want to see more of. But mm. but more than anything else, it's just a, it's the, the high concept here. Um, I really want to see these witches. I want to see how these demons do what they do. I want to see how the kids ended up in this world. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot more here I want to see. But but yeah, absolutely check out issue number two. Um, I will be checking out issue number two. And with that being said, we will take a very quick break and we'll be right back. And we are back with episode number 42 of the all new, all different number one comics podcast. And we are here to talk about some new comic books that are dropping next week in local comic book shops. That's right, Bob, hit him with a disclaimer. So, it's disclaimer time. It's Please Bob's dance. disclaimer time. It's Bob's disclaimer time. Won't you be disclaimer? God, you... <laughs> you <laughs> just mix Pee Wee Playhouse with Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. I know. What's in that? I mean, I approve. It was a mashup, right? I approve. <laughs> but, uh, as always, as I'm reading the comic for next week, is it just a few of the books that are coming out next week? Week, you said the word of the day! Uh... If you want to know more <laughs> comics coming out next week, <laughs> please consult elsewhere. Or just call your local comic shop. I'm sure they'll give you the entire rundown. Absolutely. Um, if you happen to live here in Jacksonville, Florida, like uh, Bob and I do, and you want to hit up... Uh, Ben over at uh, Ben or Jonathan or Ian for that matter over at uh, Gotham City Limit. They'll gladly sit on the phone with you and explain to you every single title that's dropping in the next week. That's right. Gotham City Limit. Uh, take it to the limit, boys. Boy, Ben is going to hate <laughs> you. <laughs> so beginning of the list from Marvel Comics, we have White Widow number one. Yeah, White Widow. We're getting a White Widow series. Uh, Sarah Gailey is writing this. I actually reached out to Sarah. We just haven't uh, agreed on a time yet, but she is coming on the podcast to talk about this book with us. Really excited about this one. It's got a cool 1 in 25 Adam Hughes cover, so anytime you can get a great Adam Hughes cover, you know you want that. And this one's also got the introduction of the Armament. <laughs> so, new character, I'm assuming. Yeah, or, uh, white, or thing. Well, or I mean, White Widow. New oh. character, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So, a lot of colors. Red, red Room, White Widow, <laughs> Black Widow. Sure. Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> so, Black um, Panther. <laughs> going, uh, going down a different direction from Ani Press... Faceless in the Family, number one. Yeah, this one, a nomad simply known as Faceless and a group of fellow wanderers attempt to survive the wasteland of their home plane. So kind of, kind of in the old man Logan kind of. Sure. You know, style. Um, again, going down another different road, <laughs> AWA Upshot, we have Red Light, number one. 
Yeah, this one, look, it, this one has a gorgeous cover on it. Uh, it does. Uh, really, really cool, high concept, I don't know, uh, AI sex worker vibe to it. So. Yeah, I don't know about you, but just going by the cover, I'm getting uh, World Tree vibes. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, and World Tree, one of the greatest books we covered on this yes. podcast so far, in my opinion. So, yes. yeah, maybe check this one out. From Image Comics, we have Blood Commandment number one. Bob, this one has some outstanding covers to it. Uh, they just look great. The main cover looking like uh, like a old 80s like a VHS horror movie yeah, or, exactly. or right like a Stephen 13th. King novel or something. <laughs> yeah, just amazing looking. I would definitely, definitely check this one out if I was you. I, w- I would too. I, w- I mean, just looking at the cover, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to check it out just for the cover. Yes, absolutely. Um. Going to DC, we have Batman, Catwoman, The Gotham War, Scorched Earth number one. That was a mouthful. (laughs) This one's the crossover event conclusion to the Gotham War there. Excuse me. Oh, it's it's concluding already? I I guess so. I mean, it seemed like it only had a couple of issues. but I I, know, it did. I stayed out of it, so I didn't want to get involved in the war there. But, um, yeah. I mean, it's Batman. Yeah. Batman and Catwoman. (laughs) Uh, staying with DC, we have Return of Superman, 30th Anniversary Special Number 1. Bob, this one's revisiting the death of Superman from four different perspectives. Yeah. And it's got a cameo or mention of a new villain. Wow, that is very vague. Yeah, that's... Cameo or mention. So, I'm guessing the uh, four different perspectives are... Uh, who, are who are the uh, people who... Uh, took over the position. What was it? Steel, <laughs> Steel, Superboy, Superboy, and what's the what's the guy with the three um, glasses? <laughs> um, with the fire hands. Uh, uh, oh God. What's his name? I honestly I can't remember the other two, but I'm guessing those are the uh, four perspectives that this story will be told by. Yeah, or in. Yeah, and it's it's got various writers, so I guess each each writer has a perspective on this. Yeah. Sounds cool. I'll, I'll definitely pick it up. So, staying with DC, we have Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom special number one. Yeah, this one is a one-shot prelude to the upcoming film. It's got a cool cover. Uh, I can't... Will you be picking this one up? No, because I hated Aquaman. It was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Um, I didn't want nothing to do with the Aquaman sequel. Sorry. Uh, going back to Marvel for a moment, we have Spider-Boy number one. Yeah, Spider-Boy, the first solo series featuring Spider-Boy. It's also got the first appearance of Bob. I know you're going to love this. I love this. A new villain named Gutterball, who is a bowling-themed villain. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, I love this. What? What? kind of villains haven't we gotten i mean we've gotten a uh, guy who shoots ketchup and mustard over at dc we have a what did you just say with bowling balls (laughs) a bowling themed villain a gutter ball right Uh, i mean we have a sports master over (laughs) at dc who's you know basically an olympic class hero who you know, uses javelins and bats and such. Um, I'm excited for this one. And I'm <laughs> hoping that 
all of Spider Boy's villains are like super campy, weird characters. I'd love to see, I don't know, somebody like sh- eight ball or something uh, shooting <laughs> foul ball, pool balls at them and, and things. Uh, Baseball themed villain, foul ball. Oh yeah, it could be all over the place. <laughs> uh, we have from Marvel. It's Jeff, the Jeffverse number one. This is collecting the stories from the digital series of Jeff the Land Shark. Really, really fun stuff. You know, pet adventure style. Just cool, fun stuff from Kelly Thompson there. Right. Absolutely picking that up. So this is uh, this is definitely a good speculation comic. We have Ultimate Universe number one. Yeah, this is a one shot that will launch a new line of Ultimate Universe titles. And Bob, I don't know if you see the the upcoming Marvel previews here, but of course we have the new Ultimate Universe. We have the Ultimate Spider Man. The new Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for whomever the new Ultimate Spider-Man is going to be. It's it's a mystery mm-hmm. for now, but uh, yeah, I'll be picking up each and every one of these titles. I I would hate to miss out on, uh, you know, what could be Miles Morales Part Two or something. <laughs> mm, that is true. And finally, from Dark Horse Comics, which Dan alluded to this earlier in the episode. Sure. We have Star Wars Hyperspace Stories number 10. Yeah, this one's got the first team appearance of the Bad Batch in Story. Which, of course, if you're Sorry. a Star Wars... <laughs> Had to yell there. Yeah. yeah, it took me by surprise. <laughs> Which, of course, if you're a uh, Star Wars fan, they released a uh, Bad Batch TV series mm-hmm. on uh, Disney+. Plus. Yeah, the Bad Batch, and they're here in the comics. Uh, so, you know, definitely check that out. The cover art looks cool, too. Uh, looking really awesome. And and those are the books that are coming out next week. Of course, like Bob said, make sure you hit up your local comic book shop to reserve a copy or two or ten of those. Um, and like I said, if you happen to be in Florida, make sure you hit up Gotham City Limit. Uh, give Jonathan, give Ian, give Ben a call. Uh, let them know that Bob sent you and... <laughs> oh, come on. I still want to shop there. I know. Hey, we're just looking for that extra 5% off of our comic books, <laughs> Bob. But yeah, uh, stop by Gotham City Limit in Jacksonville, Florida for all of your comic book needs. And more than your comic book needs. <laughs> sure. It's uh, more than a comic they've shop. They've got everything. Take it to the limit. We'll be right back after this brief break. And we are back, and as Bob pointed out there before the break, I uh, we, we had a shift in format. Uh, I was supposed to announce the book and, and then, you know, uh, plug the social media, uh, hype the, the hashtag, and then we would go. But instead, we took a break, and we'll do those things. So. After 40 episodes, you got to keep it fresh. Yeah, you got to mix it up every now and yeah. again. Uh, with that being said, this is the all-new, all-different number one <laughs> yeah. comics podcast, episode 42. And now it is time to spin the wheel over at wheelofnames.com. That's right, Bob's favorite wheel spinning website that definitely does not sponsor this podcast. Uh, we've please got sponsors. <laughs> yes, please. We've got three names on the wheel here, uh, and we're going to see what we're covering next week. Bob, the inevitable happened. We are talking uh, Spider Boy and Spider Boy's bowling themed villain, Gutter Ball. Next this, week. This was actually Dan's personal <laughs> choice. Oh, I'm very happy it landed on this one. I mean, look, I would love either of those other two books. Canary looks outstanding. Mm-hmm. Dan Pinotian art. Uh, 
not enough can be said about how wonderful that man is. But uh, if we're going to do anything, let's do it for the kids, Bob. Uh, let's cover some Spider Boy. And, I, you know, on that note, I think this time I'll take us out on some kids' bop songs instead of our normal outro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Kids' bop. That's yes, bringing yes. me back. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, it's been real and it's been fun, but now it's time to say goodbye. Uh, so Goodbye. <laughs> Make sure you check us out on social media. We are on Instagram at A-N-A-D underscore number one comics podcast. We are on X. That's right. Bob's favorite social media of choice. X A-N-A-D-N-O comic pod. You can also check us out on TikTok at A-N-A-D number one spelled out one comics pod. You can also check us out on YouTube under the comic book channel. This week and every single week, we love to give away a copy of the book that we're covering. This week being Images, new number one, Edenwood. All you have to do is use the hashtag all new, all different nation on social media post of your choice to be entered in the giveaway. And we will send this beautiful copy of this book postage paid to your house for no charge. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always keep it real or something whatever our ending catchphrase is um <laughs> sure we'll go with that uh yeah um I, who knows we don't have one so I'll, um I'll excelsior <laughs> enough said <laughs>